there. Welcome back to another episode of the Rust-Based Weight Loss Podcast series. In this episode, I want to address the real, true definitions of good and bad foods, of healthy and unhealthy foods, very specifically when it comes to weight loss. Not when it comes to overall health, but when it comes to weight loss, I want to address what the definition of good and bad foods actually means. But before we dive in, in case this is your first time listening, my name is Lene Urban. I'm a nutrition and lifestyle coach. And rest-based weight loss is a lifestyle strategy that provides the tools to lose weight effortlessly and keep it off forever. Four years ago, after battling with my weight, I found a weight loss strategy that allowed me to lose 33 pounds, 12% of my body fat, and that wasn't the miracle for me, even though it was pretty astonishing <laughs> just how rapidly the weight came off. But the miracle for me was uh, being able to keep it off since 2014. And the reason why that strategy works so well for me and why I've been able to maintain those results is because I very specifically in the process transformed my life. I transformed my lifestyle from a lifestyle of metabolic imbalance and stress to complete balance. And uh, I fight to the death (laughs) to keep my stress levels low. I do not allow anything to disturb my peace. One of these days, I'm going to do an episode about that. I'm going to do an episode about how uh, some of us are just not willing to sacrifice the things and the people in our lives uh, that we need to sacrifice in order to keep our stress hormones low. Some of us just aren't willing to to make that leap. But I I was. I was willing and I did. Okay. <laughs> so there's very little <laughs> there there's very little that I let in my inner circle these days. And that's because once I realized, once I discovered the power of stress the power of stress and how much that impacts your ability to be able to lose weight and keep it off. I was like, forget it's done. No, no ma'am, no sir. So rest-based weight loss, you know, it teaches you all the different lifestyle areas that contribute to that stress, that contribute to metabolic imbalance. And uh, what I try to do as a nutrition and lifestyle coach is I try to help you come to learn and understand your yourself, your own self, uh, your metabolic self, your hormonal self, your uh, lifestyle self, and where you need to make the changes in very specific areas of your life in order to achieve the goals that you're looking for, but also sustain them. If you want a little sneak peek into what those four lifestyle areas are, then go to operationfixmylife.com slash stress health quiz and find out how you're doing in all four of those lifestyle areas right now. Okay. You'll get your results right away. All right. So I'm once again, so excited about the total body transformation program. I launched it on January 21st. First, I have a great, such a fantastic group of women just an awesome group of ladies, you know, that are just excited about spending the next 12 months completely transforming their bodies. And they are trust, they trust me enough to, uh, to, 
to follow the strategies that I'm that I'm going to be giving them that's going to make that transformation possible. Now, as a weight loss coach, like throwing a diet and exercise plan at you for like for me, for for my space, what I'm doing and what I believe in, that's that does not that is not helpful. That only solves about, I used to say 50% of the problem. I've lowered that percentage. I'm lowering it to 35%. Diet and exercise are like 35% of the solution that's needed to transform your body. A large percentage of what's needed comes from so many other areas of your life a lot of which like stem from your mind, a lot of which stem from your mindset. And one of those mindset blocks is definitely like our belief about good food and bad food, like what's considered to be good, like what's considered to be healthy and what's considered to be bad or what's considered to be unhealthy. So during the first conference call for the transformation group last night, um, one of the gals mentioned the fact that she, you know, she'll crave chocolate, she'll have chocolate, and then she'll say to herself, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have done that. That was bad. That was a bad choice. Why? Because chocolate has sugar in it and sugar is bad. So these connections between like our beliefs about what's good and bad to put into our bodies and then the connection between those those beliefs and then the choices that we make and then how those choices impact us emotionally like that connection is such a strong connection and it can be extremely destructive when it comes to weight it can be extremely destructive when it comes to attempting a, a, a weight loss journey and starting a weight loss journey I've, I've, I think I've asked this question before, but how many people, how many people are just, they already have it all mapped out and figured out in their heads that in order for them to get down to their goal weight, in order for them to lose weight, they have to do X, Y, and Z. They have to eat, uh, they have to start a paleo diet. They have to go low carb. They have to cut out all sugar and processed foods. They have to cut out all white breads and pastas and carbs, and they have to exercise, you know, at least 30 minutes a day, uh, at least four to five days a week. They can't drink anymore. They can't indulge anymore. They can't go out with friends anymore. They can't entertain anymore. They can't, they have to sacrifice and, you know, and let go of all these things in order to lose weight. And so because in their minds, a, a lot of, a lot of the subconscious mind, these thoughts occupy, but because all of this, all of these thoughts are flooding their mind, as soon as they say to themselves, I have to lose weight this entire flood of what they have to sacrifice, what they have to give up and what they have to do in order to lose weight, it floods their mind and they, and they quit the journey before they even begin. They just, they, they decide, screw it, forget it before they even start because the, the thoughts that they have on what is good and bad for them, if they want to lose weight, the thoughts that the, that they have, those thoughts make the process too overwhelming to give up 
too overwhelming to implement into their current lifestyles. So let's start. There's so much. <laughs> there's there's so much to talk about in regards to this. There there are so there are so many untruths and misconceptions to debunk, but let's start with this. Let's start with the definition of what is good and what is bad. Now, once again, I want I want to just add the caveat that I'm talking specifically about weight loss. I'm not talking about health. I'm not talking about uh, heart health and cholesterol and, um, and, and, and all of these, and in all of these, I'm not talking about holistic health. Okay. Uh, I don't rest-based, rest-based weight loss is not a holistic. I, I, that's not what I focus on. I focus on weight loss. That's not to say that holistic health is not important. It is important, but the mistake that I'm seeing a lot of people make and where they keep getting stuck is that they're trying to pursue holistic health and weight loss at the same time. When I believe that those two things would be best pursued separately, like you should either pursue holistic health first. And once you make that transformation in your life to a holistic health lifestyle, then pursue weight loss or vice versa. Those two things are not synonymous. And so people find themselves doing 200% of the work and transforming their lives because they're trying to be healthy and lose weight and they fail at both. So I just had to just throw that out there before we begin, because I'm going to say some things to you where you're going to be like, well, that's not healthy. Well, I'm not talking about health right now. I'm talking about weight loss. So for weight loss, what's the definition of a good food versus a bad food? I'm going to tell you I'm going to tell you what I learned and something that still rings true for me today. If there is a food that you eat, that you consume, and within 2 to 3 hours after you eat that food, you're craving something unhealthy. You're craving something sugary, something fatty then that food that you just ate is considered bad. In other words, if you're eating something that triggers cravings for something else, for something that you're trying to give up, for something that you're trying to eliminate from your diet because you want to lose weight, if what you just ate triggers a craving for something else, then that food is bad. So what does that mean? That means that if you have a smoothie for, for breakfast and by lunch you're craving, not, not you don't have to go as far as, as eat the thing and order the thing and have the thing if you're just craving it. If you have a fruit smoothie for breakfast and by lunchtime you're craving a Philly cheesesteak sandwich and curly fries, then that smoothie is considered bad. Okay. Why is that considered bad? Because that smoothie obviously is not serving you to the point where you can sustain you can sustain a, a lifestyle that uh that won't trigger you to make 
good choices in your subsequent meals. I'll say that in a different way. If you eat something, what we eat, everything that we eat, every meal that we have has a, an impact on what we choose to eat during our next meal, sometimes even the meal after our next meal, sometimes even the meal after that. So that means that something that you ate for breakfast this morning could potentially have an impact on what you choose to eat for breakfast tomorrow morning. Okay? So good foods are foods that trigger you to make good choices in your subsequent meals. If the food that you just ate is triggering you to have quote unquote unhealthy foods or foods that you're trying to give up or limit, if those foods are triggering cravings, then that food is considered a bad food. Likewise, what is considered a good food? A good food is something that eliminates, that completely eliminates your cravings. It acts as a buffer. It buffers against cravings for high sugar, high fat, high calorie deliciousness that you're trying to give up in order to lose weight. So the example that I gave when I talked about in the moderation episodes, the example I gave was that I could not give up chocolate chip cookies and brownies. Every time I tried a diet and I tried to lose weight, if I ever came in in contact with cookies and brownies, I had to have it. I couldn't give it up. So what I did was I started having two to three squares of dark chocolate at the end of my meals, at the end of lunch and dinner. And the act of having that dark chocolate twice a day eliminated my cravings for brownies and chocolate chip cookies. So according to my definition, dark chocolate for me is a good food. It's a food that I should incorporate and allow to remain in my diet, even as I pursue weight loss. Why? Because not having that chocolate would just trigger cravings for the cookies and the brownies whenever I had the opportunity to have them. And not having any control over myself and my choices, I would go to town on the cookies and brownies and then emotionally and mentally that would set me backwards. That would set me back to the place of, I'll never be able to do this. I'll never be able to lose weight because I can't stop eating cookies and brownies. Does that make sense? So the question for you is, (laughs) I don't know how many people that I also see that are like, yeah, I had like, you know, I, I do so well during breakfast. I eat a really healthy breakfast and then I just have like a salad and a soup for lunch. But by dinner time, like, you know, I'm by dinner time I want I don't know, a cheeseburger and french fries and a milkshake. Well, then that means that your breakfast and lunch foods are bad foods. Those are bad for you. Because those foods that you had for breakfast and lunch are supposed to trigger you to be able to make good choices for dinner. If they're triggering you and they're triggering cravings, for super fatty foods, 
that you're like, this is not a part of the plan. I want to lose weight. I shouldn't be eating this. Then that means that you have to change what it is that you're eating for breakfast and lunch. Um, one of the ladies that I worked with in my weight loss challenge, uh, she told me that she would have, she would do really well. You know, she would go a few days eating according to the plan that she felt was best, you know, for her eating according to her dietary restrictions, eating according to, uh, in a way that was allowing her to burn fat, to lose weight steadily and consistently. And she said, you know, every once in a while, like I snack on popcorn after dinner. And she was like, but I know that that's bad. I know I shouldn't do that. And I was like, okay, so let's like, let's take a step back and let's look at the big picture. I asked her, do you feel that that popcorn is acting as a buffer to stop any other cravings for like any other things that you might have like desserts and sweets. And she said, absolutely. Yes. I said, and also you are consistently losing inches and losing weight every week, right? Yes. Then that means that that popcorn is not bad and it should not be looked at and viewed as bad. And the act of you having popcorn a few times a week is not a bad thing because that's actually helping keep, that's helping to keep you on track and keep you on plan. Having your popcorn at night is triggering good food choices the following day for the next few days. Am I making sense? Does that make sense? I know that we live in this, this health and fitness world of you absolutely unequivocally must eliminate all of these food groups and food categories from your diet if you want to lose weight. And we're walking around with these thoughts branded into our minds. And we can't figure out why it is. We can't figure out why it is that we can't stick consistently to a weight loss plan long enough to actually achieve our goals and sustain them. So it was really important to me, and this is going to be something, this is going to be a topic that I bring up frequently throughout the year in this series is let's change, let's change the framework Let's take back the definitions of what good and bad foods, of what that actually means. And let's redefine that for ourselves individually. Okay? Let's redefine it for ourselves individually so that we can finally be able to look at food from a very practical perspective, a perspective of Yes, this is considered healthy. Yes, this is considered a weight loss food or a fat burning food. However, every time I eat it, two hours later, I want a chocolate cake. Well, then that weight loss food is bad. That fat loss food is bad. That is bad food. You see what I'm saying? And in my transformation group, that's one of the things that I want to focus on with them in the first part of our program is, is redefining 
redefining those terms, redefining those definitions so that we can create a nutrition plan that does two things. Number one, it leads to weight loss. It leads to body transformation, number one. Number two, it's 100% sustainable. It's a nutrition strategy that they can incorporate for the rest of their lives. And number three, the results that they are able to achieve based on the changes that they make in this nutrition plan that they stick to, the weight loss that occurs is a weight that will never come back on. Any foods that allow you to do that, accomplish those three things, those are good foods. Any foods that don't accomplish those three things are bad. Okay? Go to operationfixmylife.com slash stress health quiz to see how you're doing in the four lifestyle areas that lead to sustainable weight loss, that lead to sustainable transformation. See how you're doing. And then I want you to continue following. I want you to subscribe. I want you to keep coming back and listening to these episodes so that I can keep giving you the tools that you need in order to lose weight effortlessly and keep it off forever. Okay. Thanks for listening. This is another episode of the Rest-Based Weight Loss Podcast Series. Once again, I am your host, Lene Urban, and I cannot wait to talk to you next time.